1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: Curtain up theater people, welcome to your program is your ticket. My name is Sean Chandler and I'll be your host. Your program is your ticket is a discussion of smaller theater works and the people and organizations that make it happen. As many of you know, your program is your ticket is a helpful system where your program is literally your ticket to get into the theater in smaller, more intimate productions. It's these works we like to highlight and that's our goal on this show to feature as many of these productions as possible while still discussing the biggies. My guests on tonight's show are actor-producers Odelia Avati and Jennifer Peach, actor William Humans, and director Don Stevenson from the upcoming New York premiere playwright Vincent Delaney's The War Party, featured in the 2018 New York International Fringe Festival and running from Sunday, October 14th to Tuesday, October 23rd at various times. Here's a synopsis taken directly from the War Party website. It's 3 a.m. on election night. Campaign headquarters is outfitted for a huge celebration. Streamers, posters, champagne. But the room is dead quiet. Laura Smith, the Republican incumbent and supposed favorite, lost her Senate race in a landslide. Suddenly without friends and drunk as a skunk, Laura is thinking of cashing it all in. That is, until one of her loyal and spunky interns, Jesse, rescues her from the brink of disaster and wrestles her, quite literally, back to political life. A timely and provocative satire where two women engage in a charged cat and mouse game, complete with food fights, endless drinking, and girls kissing. With the uninvited ghost of FDR. The War Party is a modern political parable about our broken two-party system. Sounds like a hilariously topical political roller coaster ride, and I can't wait to discuss it. So let's bring them on. Hi gang and welcome to your program is your ticket.
2: Hey. Hi. Nice to be here. hey.
0: Just so our audience can familiarize your voice, let's have you introduce yourselves and, once again, tell us your position within the production. How about we start
3: with you? Hi, my name is Odelia Avadi. I play Jesse, and I am a producer on this play as well. Excellent.
4: Hi, I'm Jennifer Peach. I am playing Laura Smith, and I am also a producer.
2: Don Stevenson, I'm directing the play. I'm Bill Humans. I play Franklin Delano Roosevelt, or his ghost.
0: I love that. I'm really, really intrigued by that whole element of it. I, I think that's, that's going to—seems really cool to me. It's very mysterious. Um, what drew you all to the War Party?
4: Actually, uh, Odelia found it a couple of years ago now in a scene study class, and she just loved the material, and she and I have been in um, a class together for years now, really. Um, and one day she said oh I have this play I've been looking for somebody and you're the right age and do you want to do it and so we threw up a scene from it and everybody in class the response was so great that they said oh you guys should do the whole thing you should put it up somewhere and so that kind of started the idea started gestating uh, because we loved the characters we loved the piece and what it said and that's where it started yeah yeah
0: How long has the play been around?
3: I don't know. I think... Well, Well,
4: Vince wrote it in response to a senatorial race out where he's from, which he's from the Seattle, Washington area, and it did have two other incarnations, one in Philadelphia and one in Seattle in 2008. So it's been quite a while. We all did um, a developmental reading of it in January of 2018 with Up Theatre Company, which is an uptown theater company, um, and based on the feedback from that reading, Vince has rewritten it twice for us, uh, okay. so this is the newer, improved version of the script.
0: So so it's had two readings at this point? It's, and had, it's
4: had one reading since we got it. It had two different productions in okay. 2008, eight. All right. And it, and it was really in response to what was happening in politics at that time? But interestingly, it feels even more relevant now with the crazy political landscape that we see every day, turning sure. on the news and stuff. It just feels even more, yeah, just so right for right now. We need to hear this right now.
5: Excellent. I like the fact that it's based on, a, inspired at least, or based on a true story. This, this, this. Uh, Uh, Republican um, Congresswoman named Linda Smith uh, ran this really, really tough uh, uh, race against um, the Democratic candidate. I think her name was Patty Murray, and this is in Washington State in 1998. So that race, that bitter, bitter race, which uh, uh, Linda Smith lost, was the inspiration for the play. And... um, you know, when Peach sent it to me, I, I, I immediately liked it. I mean, it has its politics and it, it it's, uh, sort of unfolds like a thriller, a little bit like a mystery. It's funny and it also has a lot of pathos to it. And I think ultimately it's patriotic, which uh, in today's day and age, you know, all you gotta do is turn the news on uh, in this political uh, climate that we live in. It really, as, as 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 she says, it has a lot to say. I think, and and, and it it just didn't do one thing, you know. It, as I like I said, it was funny, it was serious, but in the end, it made me feel patriotic and and hopeful. I think so. I liked it right away, and you know, I read a lot of stuff, and good writing sort of can jump out at you, you know. And and when you have good writing uh, uh, with good actors. Hopefully, you have a good show by the end. That's that's the idea, anyway. <laughs> with with mediocre directing, great actors, oh, no. and great great writing, you can have a good show. <laughs> He's being humble, isn't
4: he? No, totally. Is. No, no,
5: no, no. <laughs> well,
0: I do know that um, I've I've had my play at the Flash in Fringe, and it's it's an adjudicated system. I mean, I think that there's something like um a thousand shows that are entered 900 to a thousand and they pick
2: uh, around 200 it's a lot less this year is it yeah this is the new this is a new start <clears throat> for fringe first it used to be in the summer and now it's in the autumn and they scaled it down quite a bit I think they're uh, Eighty
3: uh, uh, something, I think, 80, is what they said.
5: Yeah. When they said they were going to submit it, and I was like, Yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't have any real expectations that it would get in. Did you guys? I mean, I, and when you when, when you called me and were like, "They're doing," it, I was like, "What?" You know. So I, I I was happy, but surprised because you know the odds are when you have that few are against you. Oh sure. You know, Absolutely. just
2: just the way it works. Can I ask? um you said the play it had two prior productions. Where were they? What one theaters? was in
3: Seattle and one was in Philadelphia.
4: Two small theater companies in 2008 in those two different cities. So it's never, this is the New York premiere. This is the New York yeah. premiere.
5: And he has rewritten it. And
4: he's rewritten it.
5: He changed a lot because he was here in January when we did our little uh, staged reading. And right. I think based on that and what he saw, the audience's reaction, and what all of us sort of said, he went off and filled with it, you know updated it and um, sharpened it, I guess. Yeah. 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 Now, did he
0: did he do that with an eye towards the politics of today? Absolutely.
5: Okay. Yeah. How so? Well, I think when he first wrote it, it was Hillary mm,
4: was just the wife. Yeah. I mean, and Sarah Palin had just gone rogue, you know, on John So McCain. it was, you know,
5: sure. many years ago, so it had a different kind of slant to it, so certainly none of the stuff with uh, Trump being elected Hillary losing the election none of that had happened when he first wrote it so okay. obviously reflecting all of that and everything that's happened since I think was he we wanted to do that mm-hmm. make it more current and do rewrites continue
0: day to day because I wrote a book piece of theater it was a musical that premiered in chicago earlier about the election and it felt like every single day we had to change it we had to write a new song we had to write a new scene or it was constantly being uh, updated is is that something that that your show is
5: going through not not huge but i mean a, a few lines here and there i I've, I've emailed him or spoken to him on the phone and said can we change this word can we change this line this makes more sense can we change this character's name somebody that they talk about you know and he's he's been yeah yeah I mean he's he's been cool with all of it but i would say nothing huge nothing yeah. earth shattering where we're we changing you know
4: and he and maybe if he was in the room with us in he rehearsal might. He might. we might have more of that but he's in seattle he will be flying in for our opening but we are not having him on a daily basis while we're working so
0: i see well, talk about the relationship between the two ladies in the show
4: If you want to? Go yeah. ahead. So what what we love is these are just uh, fierce, smart, dynamic women who, at least my character, I feel like, is broken in some way that gets revealed through the course of the show. And in the end, um, it's, it's a pretty complicated relationship. It's a bit of cat and mouse as we get to know each other. Like, are you positioning? Are you... What, what is your game here and then
3: pushing and kind of pushing and pulling I mean what I've always liked is that it's a story I mean politics is a big thing it's a big you know it's a vehicle that's pushing it but, but really the story in my mind was always about just two just two human beings and it's okay if they're differing or if they're you know completely on just completely not on the same uh political page or whatever, but the humanity um, just brings them together, hope and, and um, I don't know and just just the human thing, there's a human connection that I, I think uh, you see it in times of like emergencies or just natural disasters or you know you just forget the things that divide us and you come together. And that's what I saw in the play that I really liked. And politics is the backdrop for that and, and the and the you know the setting, but at the core I feel like it's just two human beings connecting, finding the way to connect, deciding to connect.
0: Well, from what I've read, it it sounds like the, um, the, the politician in the piece, she's, she's lost her race, and so she's, um, she's kind of at bottom, if not pretty close. So she's vulnerable at that time and uh, is probably more open to, to receiving um, uh, grace from another human being. Is that is that occurring in the show? Am I getting that right? I mean, I'm going off of description here, but well, does that occur? De-
4: definitely rock bottom. I mean, lost the race, but also the, the marriage that has crumbled, wow. a child that is no longer with us, and that gets revealed through the course. So definitely rock bottom, but a bit of a bulldog of a person, uh-huh. ra- railing against it, and you know, and so this this young woman kind of they kind of she does kind of wrestle me back to life and gives me something that I needed to move forward and look forward into the future, like a new lease on life.
0: Oh, that's a, a way farther bottom than I had described. That's, that's, that's a lot of loss. And uh, it, how does FDR come into play
5: in this show? Mm. Carefully, quickly, <laughs> with blue light and uh,
2: smoke. <laughs> uh, FDR appears as a ghost or as some sort of uh, near-death experience type of vision, deathbed vision, which people often report. Um, and um, he is trying to convince her to, uh, Jen's character, that is, to come with him uh, to a better place. A special lovely, private place uh, where the two of them can frolic without the cares of political careers and um, the the, uh, problems that we associate with the temporal world. And he is, his left his political leanings and all that far behind him. He cares nothing for that. All he wants is companionship and uh, he's decided that she's the one. Uh, of course, on a certain level, he's a figure of her subconscious, right? Uh, her, co- her subconscious has cooked him up um, as a sort of ironic, almost joke at herself uh, because he is so far to the left of where she is and she says, how can it, how can it be you? Go, go get Nixon, bring him, you know? <laughs> Uh, he's more my type. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's. And, yeah. But it's sort of like some kind of cosmic joke on her that the person who appears to her as she's about to depart this world is like the icon of the of the left. So, um, uh, and he's aware of that, and he kind of is use, humorously um, uses that to kind of coax her to come come with. Her come with him. And uh, we play him uh, as he was in life, in a wheelchair primarily, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the victim of his illness, polio. Sure. Um, But he, you know, he speaks like the way, at least the way I'm doing it. I'm trying to speak the way they used to and the way he did with perfectly good American speech, you know the That's standard American good. speech, the uh, really Atlantic, Atlantic speech, Atlantic, the standard yes. American of Edith Skinner from Carnegie Tech. Good. And, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, and you know, back then in those days, my um, my voice teacher has pointed this out. The way we use our voice uh, now is different because of microphones, microphones, and just our culture. People basically, you know, they talk like this. And then Back then, people spoke like this. And when you had to do oratory, there wasn't so much of a microphone. You know, even if there was a microphone, it wasn't very good. And you had to speak, you know, so you use your voice in a different way. So I'm trying to experiment with doing that a little bit.
5: And in the show it's crazy. Like, you don't know what's going on. Is, is, is she hallucinating? you know is it real how could it be real he's suddenly there mm-hmm. and so you don't know what's happening which is the great thing about it you don't know if it's real or if it isn't
4: and of all people in her time of need why that person but he at one point in the script uh, does articulate yes it's me and here's what we have in common this is why it's me you yes,
2: know yes right they it turns out they do have a great deal in common and uh, and I think that you could almost say that the show is about that on a certain level, mm-hmm. about the things that people yeah. have in common uh, even when they're far, far apart on the ideological spectrum. Which is
0: probably nice to see in here in the politically divisive climate that we live in and experience every single exactly. day, moment to moment. So that's, yeah. that's edifying in itself. That's really nice to hear. Now, how are rehearsals going? How are you, how are you doing putting all of these elements together and, and bringing them into a, a cohesive piece? I'd say it's disastrous,
2: wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, I, mean, yeah. I don't know what else, how, what else you would call it. got a flop <fluff> switch. <laughs> yes, really. Well,
5: well we spend <laughs> a half an hour, uh, first with yoga, <laughs> and then we do deep. We do theater games, exercises. And everyone has an animal, and then they, they chase each other around. And I, I look at my phone while they're doing that. I don't really pay
3: attention.
5: Uh, no, it's good. I mean, look, uh, uh, they're fantastic, massive parts, especially for the two women. She never leaves the stage from the beginning of the show to the end. She barely does, and he comes on and sort of has to do this tour de force. Uh, backflip, you know, playing someone that's so iconic and that we all know. Uh, So, you know, it it requires a massive amount. Obviously, there's a million lines for everyone to learn because it's just the three of them. And um, 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 the emotions that are evoked and the things that they have to play through are, are big, and and complicated as we've said and emotional so you know they have to be technically proficient and also emotionally uh, able to to go to all of the dark places and the funny places that the play goes to so it, it's a demanding show for the three actors that do it and uh, uh, th- I mean they're doing great uh, we're rehearsing and
4: um, our first kind of runs so we, we sort, sort
5: of ran through it one, two one one and a half, one half one. times today and um, it's great. like I said, when you have great actors and, and and great writing, I mean where else would you want to be? you know I mean that's the ball game and when we were saying it's so much fun to, to work on something that's good and that you can be good with, you know uh, then it's just it's it's working that muscle that you that actors
2: want to work and directors want to work and playwrights want to work. I was watching the first part of the rehearsal and I, was reminded of um, Malkovich and Sinise in True West. Uh, You know, the way they were tearing up the scenery and they have a kind of antagonistic but love relationship and um, it's funny but also kind of gripping at at the same time. It was really, I must say, it's really good. But uh, it's like a female, that part of it was like a female True West almost. It It was... uh, I, I thought it was really exciting. Well, the metaphor I tell
5: the ladies is it's uh, 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 Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed, you know, in the ring together, and uh, uh, all, all that that brings and all the fun that that brings, because this really is sort of like a boxing match for 90 minutes,
0: you know. So 12, 15 minutes of stretching in theater games, and yep.
5: the rest of the time. It's, <laughs> then we it's, do push ups, push ups, and crunches. Planks, little shadow <laughs> boxing, <gonna> <laughs> <ends>. <laughs> uh, all of that stuff to build the stamina needed for the the, 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 the fifteen rounds of boxing that the play is. <laughs> uh,
4: I had to ask Don about um, these curse words that I have to say because I didn't know one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I just
1: curse a lot one. in this show. It, it, it's, and a, it's a it's really, be, really fun. It's, it's
5: a profane, profane <laughs> play.
0: You can say some of the curse words just so you know I have an explicit. Well, when reading. she's when
5: they say it, I cover my ears and I la 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 because. The FCC hasn't regulated the FCC hasn't
0: you'll, yeah.
4: to, you'll just on have F- to come, Sean sure. No, I actually have I, have
0: I have a little E next to my podcast that says it, it's explicit so, ah. Yes, that's one of the things that you have to do uh, if, you, if you curse, then you, you must have the E um, <laughs> Tell us about your playwright Vincent Delaney What's he like? He's
3: Really
2: wonderful. He's, He's about 6'2. Really He's, <laughs> He's a family man. He's a handsome devil. He looks exactly like George Clooney.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> really? Yes. Lovely. He's going to be at every performance signing autographs and stuff. Good kisser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we know
5: about him? He is
4: extremely collaborative and was very, very open. He loved re examining this play again because he kind of put it to bed, I think, after his 2008 productions back then and so we kind of hit him up and he was excited by that and so open to discussing everything having to do with it so yeah very collaborative and wonderful
5: it was good because like you know when he and i first talked about it you know we hadn't talked really at all beforehand and it was reassuring to see that we were saying the same thing you know this is this beat. This is that beat. And I was like, yes. And he's like, yes. I was like, all right. So it'll be okay because we agree. You being a player, you know, if you if you don't agree early on, it's not gonna go smoothly in rehearsal, you know. And so that's just a symbiotic kind of thing. It would, people have the same sensibilities, right? And I think that's also a, a, a testament to the writing. It is this, you know, and 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 we all agree. This. Section this chunk of the show is like this, you know, and then I guess the goal is to do it that way. Hmm. Sounds like you have a great
0: cohesive team. That's terrific. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the other people that are on your your team, your creative team: lighting designer, um, set designer, costume designer. Um, tell me about those people.
5: Well, they're all a bunch of Broadway geniuses.
0: Yeah,
4: we we really. We sent this. I sent the script to everybody, asking them, "We would love for you to be a part of this. This is a fringe show, so we're going to be very limited. Um, would you like it?" And everybody said, "Well, I want to read it." So, uh, but sure. they read it. Everybody that read it said, "Yes, I want to be a part of it." Even though you know you get paid a nickel, and it's going to be a lot of They're work a in a very, very limited.
5: You told me it was.
4: <laughs> you get two cents for you. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> So the response was great, and I know, like our costume designer, she she had an opportunity to do something else, and she chose our little fringe show. It was actually because Sondheim's she responded to it. <laughs> yeah, he, uh,
2: <laughs> he he literally said, "Sometime, forget him." Who? No.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was a great sign it was that they really responded to yeah. the material. Um, yeah
5: they all like it they all wanted to do it you know I mean when you read it it's like it's a good read and and, and like it's something inspirational about it and and like I said earlier patriotic Mm -hmm. you know uh, which isn't something that happens a lot nowadays in our current political system you know that feeling of real patriotism that's the main thing that I got out of it in the end you know it was like yes yes we can you know we can do something Um, we don't know what we don't know how but we'll try you know the the trying try to do it that's really the the ball game isn't it just to try to do something you you probably will fail Uh, uh, it's obvious you know uh, bitter and political rivalries but to try to come together and to do something for the greater good is really ultimately what it's about and, and, and it, it rings clear, you know, just like a bell, like the Liberty Bell. Uh, uh, the play does that. It makes you want to go out and give it a go, you know, and not huddle under the covers and give up. Right. right. <laughs> Which some days, that seems like the best thing to do, right?
0: Sometimes two and three times a day. Indeed, sure. <laughs> um, how's your experience with the New York International Fringe Festival going? I know it can be very, very fast-paced.
4: Very fast, and we, we, they like there to be one point man uh, uh-huh. associating with them, and so we have somebody on our production team that is that man, so it's not us. So he would better answer that question, but I think he's finding the experience um, great. Um, you know, Would we have liked to know more things sooner? Yes, we would. Anybody would that's in production. But um, we haven't even seen the venue yet. I actually... We both go and see the venue Thursday evening for the first time because we're loading in the wheelchair, FDR's wheelchair, and a little couch we use in the show. So we just can't wait. We've seen pictures. But we haven't, you know, we haven't seen anything.
5: Hiring restrictions can sometimes make you more creative. I agree. You know what I mean? So, I sure, could we do it with $13 million? Well, yeah, sure. But can we do it with $3? You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing. And, and so... Uh, not knowing what where the space not knowing exactly what we would have you know made me come at it in a very sort of contained way that I knew that I could put this in in, in a box and I could take it anywhere and still do the show that I wanted to do and that I thought it was you know uh, regardless of the space and regardless of what I had light-wise or sound-wise or, or, or anything-wise, you know, because I knew, I didn't know what that would be, so I sort of planned for the worst or the least that I would have, and then anything else is gravy, right? Then you're like, yo, great, I can have that? Sure, I'll put it in. But um, um, I really tried to make it like a show-in-a-box. I could take anywhere and, and pop it open. If I had to do it in the round, if I had to do it in the thrust, if I had to do it on a proscenium, you know, regardless, I could do it. Oh, yeah, what, what people don't
0: necessarily realize, a lot of people do that, that are in the New York theater community who have experienced French, is that you're in a theater with uh, 10, 15, yeah. 20 other shows right. going on at the same time, and, and your schedule is, is over a week or two at, at odd times and um, you're, you're sharing props, um, you have one light grid that everyone has to acclimate themselves right. to. You can't have your lighting designer go in and start moving lights around. They just have to work with what they have. Right. Um, and I totally agree with you, Don. I think, and I've said this before on my show, when, when we're forced to not rely so much on money, and resources, and we have to use our imagination. Sometimes I think that's when genius moments really start to happen. I've seen it done in theater myself, where I'm like, I could tell that came out of somebody's mind and not somebody's wallet. And I think um, I'm, I'm really glad that you said that.
5: I think that's true, you know. And 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 the great thing about the theater is that hopefully the audience uses their imagination to fill in what isn't there. Sure. Right. I mean, we can all go to a movie and they can CGI it and do it all, you know, and that's great. I love all of that. But the theater, you know, the audience's uh, part or participation is is filling in what might not actually be there. And this show, and I think a lot of shows lend themselves to that, you know. Uh, I have this theory, too, that, you know, because people do so many workshops and so many readings and musicals and plays and everything... Actors have gotten really, really good, and, and I guess directors too, at choreographers, uh, of, of, of making things come to life in a room without any of the other stuff because they're doing it to try to get the money, they're doing it to try to get the theater, and so the magic has to be created at least for the people that are coming to see it without all of the stuff. Right. You know, Uh, and so actors have gotten really good at, you know, when they come on making it, 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 it's almost as if there is a lighting cue that comes with them. You know, there's a... And you and I have talked a lot about that, you know, some of the... The final run-throughs of shows in a rehearsal space are often the most magical. I mean, you could speak to that. Uh, 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 we've talked about that. We have Where uh, uh, it, it's never as good. You go to the theater and you add all the stuff, and it doesn't quite have that same something that you had in the room with the crate and the table, you know, and the, and and the broom. Right. And I've uh, read all of your. Resumes and Mine's padded. <laughs>
0: even if it's padded, right. even even if only fifty percent of Not it is bad. right. That's, it's I mean I you all have such much. esteemed careers. So you you've worked in you've worked with the big wigs and you've worked on the big shows. Um, and f- for you to to have that perspective um, is so wonderful and so wonderful to hear, especially for people who who are just starting out in the business, um, who maybe might get a little. Um, uh, I don't want to say disappointed, but uh, downtrodden on their progress and what they're sometimes asked to do. When you're saying something like that, that gives them hope and it teaches them, "Hey, look, use your imagination, and and uh, and and some of the most wonderful things could occur on that stage."
5: Um, so I, I really. Do thank you for for saying that. That's... Well, when you look at like in Rome, I was just in I was just in Italy uh, over the summer, and went one of those Roman amphitheaters, you know, or, or, or Greece, or or even in the Shakespeare's Club. They don't have all that stuff. They're doing it in the daylight, you know. They don't have all the flying and all this stuff. And somehow the audience is still taken away and transported. And so I think that our little play here with these three actors and this subject matter can do that regardless of what, where we are and, and the technical stuff that we have, you know if uh, basically it's sitting around a campfire telling stories, right so if you go back to that uh, uh, that's the essence of the whole thing everything else is just frou-frou and money, right oh, absolutely reminds me of um,
0: in the movie Shakespeare in Love I've only seen it once I saw it a long time ago but they're doing the the death scene, and I believe Gwyneth Paltrow when when she dies, she like throws out a red scarf yeah. or something indicating blood, and the entire audience yeah, totally in the in the yeah. Globe Theater is just gasped oh, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if it's there, if it's there in mood, if it's there in performance, if it's there in writing and direction, then you absolutely uh, it, it can be magical and it can be. Um, um, absolutely edifying and, and, and wonderful and beautiful great experience okay I was just going to ask uh, before we go if uh, one of you can share your social media information about the show where you learn about the show the cast the, the creative and also to purchase tickets
4: sure well we have created a website just for the show it's called thewarpartyplay.com and it has clickable links, so you can uh, purchase. It, it shows you our Fringe dates, and you can click right over to the Fringe. All ticket processing goes through their website, but you can get to it from our website after you read about it.
0: Terrific. Excellent. So they can, that's a one-stop shop. Really? Yeah. Okay, That's great. Now, just so everyone uh, who's listening knows, Fringe does have off times. Uh, with most of its productions because there are productions going in one right after the other. Um, I believe you are Sunday the 14th at 4.30, Monday the 15th at 7.30, Wednesday the 17th at 9.30 p.m., uh, Sunday the 21st, 9.45, and then Tuesday the 23rd at 7.30. Yes. So everyone, please, when you go and you're purchasing your tickets, please make sure that you have an awareness of that, that that's how it works. It's not like a regular theater schedule and most people who got a Fringe know that but you know I just like to, to point that out uh, now would any of you like to talk about any future projects you're working on or give your own social media information anything that's coming up
4: I'll give mine Okay, um, I cool. am uh, Jennifer Peach Pasbier that's my married name on Facebook and then on Twitter I am at Jennifer Peach P-I-E-C-H sounds like the fruit spelled differently
0: excellent how about the two of you no Nothing Dalia is
4: off the grid ah.
0: That's I, I. so wish I could do that. Yeah, we we find her. we don't know. where I she just is. I can't. Yes.
5: We, are, uh,
4: we are thrilled to be in a room Send with out and a carrier
5: pigeons to uh, give her the call time. Smoke
0: signal. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
4: she
5: comes if, we, if she sees it. How about you, Don? Are you on the grid or is there I I I'm sort of on the grid, but I I don't really know how to do any of it. And I'm impressed with your microphone and your computer and your whole setup here. Oh, thank you very much. I, I <laughs> didn't know how to even plug any of that in. So, I, 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 I do have a website, but I don't know the name of it. I think, my just, just, just I think it's myname.com or something. It's easy. Just go find a, it. Don
4: is a brilliant actor, too. I don't know well, you really know this. That's for sure. Mr. Don Stevenson does it. it all. That's it. So, we're so lucky to be yeah, in a room with him. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And, that's you awesome. know, we, we've, we, she and Billy and I have known each other for almost 20 years because we were all in Titanic together. So we have a long, long history, and uh, Odelia, I don't, I don't remember you were in that or not. I don't think you were.
2: What?
5: Uh, uh, wait, oh she yeah, now I did. Right. <laughs> She's much too young. But uh, uh, I would say that, I mean, speaking for myself, I think it does give at least the three of us a certain sort of comfort with each other. You know, just because we have known each other for so long. Uh, uh, And that was a a good group of people, and it it was a bonding experience. So uh, even when we don't see each other for a while, when we do, it's sort of like no time has gone by. You know, you have friends like that. So I I certainly feel that way about them. And it, it just sort of lets us all just jump in and just do it without any other thought about it you know and I really feel that way about all the people in that cast but certainly these two so you know it just makes it easy and we just get right to it and laugh and have fun as we go otherwise why do it
1: what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with Shopify
5: It's like a real job.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but even you know, not having been in Titanic or having been in um, they're all. It's really been wonderful. Um, well, Jen and I are in class and we're, we're, we love. We have. We sometimes go off in like whole conversations in like funky accents and just try to like one up each other with different accents. She can do every single accent in the world. <laughs> Girl, stop, <laughs> stop it. Um, and Don has really been wonderful. I, I I told Jen. I don't think I've told you directly, but I I'm really enjoying the rehearsal process and just the way you um, describe things and, and the way you like get the picture across and the point across and and the it's really been really enjoyable and Billy's also great. So it's really a fun room.
5: My direction is vivid if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may be confusing, uh, but it's vivid. <laughs> so
3: very entertaining. <laughs> we laugh a lot.
5: I, I can tell. I'm laughing.
0: I've only known I've, I've known you for less than an hour and You got to come. You yeah, got to come see me. the show. I will. Absolutely. They're really good. You'll <laughs> yeah. like it.
5: I'm I I know I will. You may go run for office after. <laughs> give up this, give up this theater life, and go and do something. You know. They won't have me in
0: office.
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: they, they don't yeah. want me in any
0: kind of political office. Right. Exactly.
5: exactly. Well that doesn't matter anymore. You can whatever. Just <laughs> do it, right? Oh,
0: they can have it. Yeah, yeah really. All, I'll stick. I'll stick to this. This difficult. Stick to show that, exactly. <laughs> well, you've all been great, and. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you so Thanks much. That. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for being with us. Actor-producers Odelia Avati and Jennifer Peach, actor William Humans, and director Don Stevenson from the upcoming New York premiere of playwright Vincent Delaney's The War Party, running as part of the 2018 New York International Fringe Festival. The New York International Fringe Festival is a wonderful opportunity to see some of the best and brightest up-and-coming theater. You can learn all about the festival and buy tickets to all the shows at FringeNYC.org. That's FringeNYC.org. But make it your priority to buy tickets to the War Party first. Well, folks, the proverbial 11 o'clock number has been sung and the bows have been taken, so it's time to lower the curtain. You can find more episodes of Your Program is Your Ticket at Facebook.com, Your Program is your Ticket. I'm on Twitter at, at Program ticket. The website is is YourProgramIsYourTicket.com. How convenient is that? Also, please visit my YouTube page and subscribe. I've got some backstage interviews there and some other fun videos. Quick thanks to North Coast NYC, the hip-hop improv theater ensemble that does my intro and outro music. You might be hearing it right now. If not, you'll hear it very, very soon. Your Program Is Your Ticket is on iTunes and SoundCloud. Rate me, write me a review, subscribe. Please do all that. It helps with my profile. Let's take a little time to see a show this week, and don't forget to give a smaller show some love. There's lots of theater gems out there. Until our next show, you to people, and... Your